This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Stuck back for Arfield, one up early, Scott Arfield, he's been threatening that recently, and all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball, it's Rory now, it's on the outside, he's on the Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. Can he go on the outside? Comes inside. He's had a shot. Oh, and a goal. Manuel Benson once more. That is top class. Burnley have done it. Fantastic. Clarence deserved the championship title. They've been the best side throughout the campaign. Burnley have won the second tier. What a fantastic achievement. The players have been magnificent. Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redman, ahead of a midweek trip to Molyneux where Burnley take on Wolves in the Premier League. 7.30 kickoff, I think it is on Tuesday night, live on Amazon Prime, so if you, like me, struggle to get to midweek away games, at least we can watch this one legally, everybody, we can watch it legally. Um, but as you can see, I'm joined by a Wolves fan and it's Dave from Talking Wolves. How are you doing, mate? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Thanks for having me on the show again. No, thanks for coming on, mate. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to have Dave on. Dave's one of the OGs. I've had, had Dave on quite a lot, so it's always good to see you, mate. But before we get started, I just want to remind you all that Turfcast Podcast Pre-Game Show is sponsored by Green King Sports. And as we hit December, it is the season for festive football. 
So what will be the best way to watch it on TV? Down your local Green King Sports Pub, of course. After all, Christmas is a time to catch up with friends, old and new. So get the team to your local for some refreshing pies, delicious food and live action of every Christmas cracker. Every single fixture from TNT, Sky and Amazon is live at Green King Sport. That means wall-to-wall action on their huge HD screens. So head to your local Green King and watch every winning goal, top bin volleys, and dodgy VAR streams, atmosphere worth sharing. And please remember to download your Green King Sports app so you receive 10% off drinks every single time that there is sport on the telly. And that does, of course, mean that this game, you can watch this game because it's on the telly and on the telly legally. So they'll be showing it in the in, in the Green King Sport pubs. Um, but Dave, talk to me about your season so far then, please. Because obviously um, we uh, saw each other in Manchester for some Sky Bet stuff early in the year. And there was a lot of noise surrounding Wolves End, but you were quite calm about it all. You were like, there's no way we're going down. We'll be fine. And you've <laughs> kind of been proven right. You've had like a good start to the season. Like you're 13th, mm-hmm. but you know, you, you, you've had a couple of bad results last couple of games out. But to be fair, one of them was at Arsenal. Um, so you have lost your last two. But like, You've done well, haven't you? I, I, outside looking in, I'm looking at you because of all the noise earlier in the season, which we'll get to. But I, you've had a good start to the season, haven't you? Yeah, it's been okay. I think there have been results. You know, Wolves have picked up results we weren't expecting. Uh, I, you know, beating Spurs and beating Manchester City. But then yeah. there have been some disappointing games. You know, we dropped points to Sheffield United, Luton. Um, you know, there's been a few away games which we, we've strolled in, really. But thankfully, our home form is is pretty good. We're four unbeaten at home. Um, and that's really where Gary O'Neill has got to continue getting the points. We've got a big week this week against yourselves and then Nottingham Forest on, on Saturday. Yeah. So, Wolves fans will want to be getting some sort of points from both of those games. Uh, but yeah, it's been okay. It could have been a lot worse. Like you said, there was a lot of negativity surrounding Wolves before the season kicked off. Lopetegui walked four days before the season started. So it was a difficult task for Gary O'Neill. But considering what had happened a few months ago, I think Wolves are doing all right. Yeah, like, like I said, we saw each other in Manchester and that was just before Lopetegui did walk. But you mm. were so, it's, you weren't... Like I said, you were confident that you'd be fine, but you, I remember you saying like, even if he walks, we'll be fine. Like, why were you so confident uh, of Wolves staying up? Is it the three promoted teams, or is it just that you knew that you were good enough to stay up? Uh, a little bit of both. I felt like and no disrespect. I thought Burnley would be okay. Um, yeah, I think we all may, may still be okay. Yeah, but I think I looked at Sheffield United and Luton straight away and thought. And you remember Nick, the Sheffield United fan that was there. He was just so yeah. negative and downbeat about yeah. the situation. Um, so I thought that's two teams gone straight away, and I thought Wolves are better than at least you know one of the other seven, uh, sort of eighteen teams, uh, and we have the quality. We've got the quality in the team. Uh, we've got some really good players, and it's just about them getting it together and and, and and it clicking. We've really struggled to score goals previously, but Gary O'Neill's got us scoring goals again. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm confident we'll stay up. I've just got to hope. In the last couple, last week or so, where we've dropped a couple of results, I really got hope that we don't get dragged back into some sort of relegation battle. I just want us, yes, we might be in and around that 13th, 14th place throughout the season, but I just want to make sure we're not ever going to be dragged into that relegation conversation. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And shout out to Nick. He's a top lad, but he had a bit of a nibble this week after after the after the five nil. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had a bit of a nibble on some of our tweets. Um, but I do <laughs> like Nick. He's a good lad. Um, but talk to me about Gary O'Neill though, because. Obviously, is it is it a big different style between him and 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 Lopetegui? Because Gary O'Neill kind of gets pigeonholed into like a defensive mindset manager. Is he that sort of manager? Or, uh, tell me how you play. Because I've not I've not actually seen Wolves play this season. Well, it's it's obviously we he came to Wolves and we've only sort of seen him have that one year at Bournemouth where he was playing mm. that sort of four four two or four four one one style almost. Um, 
And when he got appointed, a lot of Wolves fans were quite underwhelmed. And I think a lot of a lot of Premier League fans w- would would have been. I think even if you guys got rid of Vincent Company and you said, oh, who do you want as your new manager at the time? I don't think any of you would have said Gary O'Neill. So I think he, he did a good job at Bournemouth, you know, and he, he struggled at Wolves. The first couple of games, you know, we played United on the opening day of the season and we were like fantastic. We're like, hold on a second. like This, this could be quite good. Um, but then a lot of people all of a sudden started saying, well, Lopetegui's had this pre-season. Lopetegui would have got him ready, them ready for this game. And then there were just, there were been good performances, but we were dropping too many points. Um, and then, We'd lost, we'd, we'd dropped points at Luton. We then lost to Ipswich in the cup after being 2 0 up. And there was a lot of pressure all of a sudden on him. And he changed the complete system against City, shocked City, and we won. Um, and then at four at, at home, you know, we picked up points against Newcastle and Villa, then beaten uh, Spurs as well. In terms of style, I think he knows, you know, the squad stronger than us because we've been playing a back yeah. fight, like counter attacking, relying on the, the quality of the, the wing backs and the wingers. Um, this week, like I mentioned, will be interesting though because, in regards to Burnley and Forest, it's the first time this season at home two teams, sort of lower down the table, are going to come to Molyneux. Everybody else that we've played is a top six team. Uh, everyone at home is a top six team or, or in European competition. So it'd be very interesting to see how he sets up. But he has relied a lot on the counter attacks. I would assume against Forest and against yourselves, we might have a little bit more of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see how he sets up it uh, from that perspective. You mentioned that he changed the system there. Just looking at your earlier starts of the season, not to go over what you what you've just mentioned, but you did lose four of your first five games, wasn't it? With the only win coming against Everton, who at the time were quite poor. You look at that win now and think that's a good result, but yeah. but at the time, I just thought, yeah, Wolves will beat Everton. Everton are, are, are terrible, but I think Everton will kick on as well, even even with the uh, points deduction. Um, but we spoke about how you was pretty confident from the offset. Was you still confident at that point? I still felt in terms of the performances, we showed enough in the performances that we have got the quality to compete and at least, you know, be out of that picture. I think that that win against Everton was crucial. Um, But you do look at some of those early results. Yes, we lost sort of four of those games, but I think off the top of my head, it was United, Brighton, Liverpool. Um, I don't know the the, the one off the top of my head as well, but, you know, there was... Yeah, the Palace one was, was frustrating. But I think at the moment, probably bar... You know, results are sort of and, and points are probably where I expected us to be uh, because, of course, we've dropped points to Luton and and Palace or whatever, but we've also beaten City and Spurs, yeah. which you probably wouldn't have expected us to do at the start of the season. So, I think the home games are big for Gary O'Neill. If he can keep getting points and, and winning games at home, I, I think he should be absolutely fine. But there is a little bit of a concern amongst the fan base that away from home, and it, this has sort of been from last season under Lopetegui as well. We just haven't really been putting in the same performances. So what was it? It changed because obviously after the after the the Liverpool defeat, which we mentioned, which was your fourth defeat in five, as you've said, you dropped the the, the points against Luton, which was a, a draw, and you did have a man sent uh, sent off. And I think at the time, I can't remember it, um, but I think that was another VAR scandal that Wolves were involved. Yeah, it's the in. penalty for Luton. It was yeah, that was it. Yeah, decision. that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously you lost to Ipswich in the cup, as you mentioned, but then you went on to beat City. And you mentioned that um, Gary O'Neill changed it. What did he change then? Like, what was the system that he changed? So he. Yeah, he changed the formation. So at the start of the season, he was predominantly playing like a 4-2-3-1. Um, and again, it was creating chances, but we were so leaky at the back and everyone felt, you know, mm. if we start and play like this against City, it could be a cricket score. And he, he changed it to a five at the back, almost Nuno-esque. You know, we went back to sort of what what had worked back in the day. And, and yeah. although it wasn't a classic, you know, Wolves weren't unbelievable in terms of going forward, 
it was almost a perfect performance in, in, in showing how to stop Manchester City. Beat them on the counter, got two good goals. Um, and, and he's stuck with it ever since, you know. And I think it's just key, well, important now that Wolves adapt. Yes, you can keep the same shape, but you've got to make sure you play in a specific way, in a certain way. But it's frustrated a lot of teams so far. I think we've shown that we can still score goals despite <coughs> having five defenders. But I think the big key for Wolves going into this game, the last three games we've conceded in the first 10 minutes, um, we've got to make sure that doesn't happen because, you know, we've given teams like Arsenal, Spurs and Fulham head starts. Yeah, I know we yeah. went on, on to beat Spurs and, and the Fulham game could have been a different result. But in the Premier League, you can't afford to be giving uh, teams a one-goal head start. And obviously with Burnley scoring quite early at Sheffield United, you know, they'll be keen to, to do that as well at Molyneux. Yeah, fingers crossed. Obviously, from our perspective, we can recreate that. Or, or, or even make it quicker, 15 seconds, um, which at, at the time I was like, that's surely got to be one of, if not the fastest ever Premier League goal. It's not even in the top 10. Uh, wow. Astounding start. Yeah. yeah, but James Rodriguez is the only player to have two goals in the top 15. He scored a goal for Southampton after 13 seconds or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, interesting. Uh, I'm not sure how we'll do that away at Wolves, uh, especially if we don't have the... Um, if, if we don't have the... the, the um, What's it called? Centre. Centre, centre. Um, but yeah, I just want to quickly move on as well to your ambitions for the season. Because you said there you, you just don't want to get dragged into a battle. But I think I think at the minute, teams like yourselves... I mean, I'm going to sound hypocritical here because I'm looking at Forest and Fulham, mm. potentially, of thinking they can get dragged into it. But I don't think of Wolves like that. I think of Wolves as a team that should probably be safe, probably because of the manager. And I, I, I do think of you as quite a solid team. Uh, whereas Fulham, who are on the same points uh, with just four goals worse goal difference, uh, I do feel can get dragged back into it. But I don't feel like you can. Um, but you said earlier then you just want to to stay around that area and not get dragged back into it. Is that really the only ambition or are you kind of looking a little bit more maybe of running the, the, the FA Cup? Oh, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, I mean, every, I think everybody, oh, even top 16s, but I think every everybody else in the Premier League wants to try and have a run in the FA Cup, especially... If, if, because sometimes, well, sometimes it can have, a, can have an impact on on your league form, whether it be negatively yeah. or, or positively. But I think for Wolves, if, if we're comfortable and we know we're not going to get dragged back into it, I think uh, a cup run would be great. But I think I think Wolves are capable of more than just a 12th or 13th place finish. I think genuinely yeah. the squad is very very good, but it's just getting that consistency. And like I said earlier, with the the inconsistency home home and away. Um, I don't think we're ever going to start pushing for Europe again, but um, no, I think we are capable of finishing sort of around that tenth, eleventh mark. You know, this time last week before the Fulham game, if we beat if we beat Fulham, we would have been top off. So you know, things changed quite quickly, and now we're four points behind Chelsea. So um, we're definitely capable. We've just got to show it. And like I said, against um, teams such as yourselves and, and Forest, it's it's a good test to see where Wolves are. But I think Gary O'Neill really needs to come out of of this week, these next two fixtures, getting getting some more points on the board. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, no, I agree. Just looking at the league table again. If you get, obviously, the two wins, which probably a lot of your fans will expect from, from two home games against, against Burnley and Forest, that'll put you on 21 points. And yeah, you, you pretty much should be in the top half then, depending on other results uh, in and around you. But I think I think 21 points, which will be after 16 games, uh, will be pretty much nigh on safe uh, with some of the teams that are... That are down there with us. I'm going to say not including Burnley, but let's not get carried away. <laughs> it's one win. Um, but uh, you mentioned there a couple of times that you do feel like you have a good squad. Um, who are the main threats um, in your squad at the minute that we should be looking out for? Well, I'm sort of waiting uh, for uh, Gary O'Neill's press conference this afternoon because Pedro Neto has been, who started off really well, but he's been injured the last few weeks. Yeah. He's still got the most assists in the Premier League and he's been injured for like the last three or four games. Um, so Neto, it'd be great to have him back uh, t- tomorrow if we can. But um, Juanqui Chan started to, to score a lot of goals. I still want a little bit more from his overall ga- game, Huang, but it just seems to be the right place at the right time at the moment. You know, when he's in and around the box, you know, he's a deadly finisher. Um, I think our top goal scorer last season was Ruben Neves and, and Pedence with six in all competitions. Huang's already got seven or eight goals this season. So really kicking on and that's helping us. Um, Mateus Cunha as well, I really like, and it's good that he started to score some goals as well. He scored um, in his last two games for Wolves. Just a player, just works his socks off. Um, a little bit of a debate because he's playing as a lone striker for Wolves. Fans aren't 100% sure if he's that sort of a, a number nine, um, but he's, he's working hard and hopefully he can continue his goal-scoring form. Um, but really those three, I mean, if Neto is back, Huang, Cunha and, and, and Neto started off together really, really well and, and a danger to any Premier League defence. Yeah, Neto especially. I think from um, a Burnley point of view, I'm looking at that and hoping, obviously, that he doesn't make the game. What is the issue with him then? I'm currently looking at uh, PremierInjuries.com, which is where I get all my injury update news. Um, it says he's got a thigh injury um, and it says here, potential return Christmas Eve. Like, I don't know what he's going to be doing on Christmas Eve, uh, football-wise. Um, <laughs> We've got a game. Is, is it... We're playing Christmas Eve. So that's oh, why. Actually, we, right, yeah, okay. We, we right, got that's Christmas interesting. Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah, wow. yeah, there was a yeah, there was a big, uh, you know, big hoo ha about that, but um, yeah, I mean, Gary O'Neill said on Friday he was back training on the grass, so I think Burnley game might be a little bit too soon for him. Um, yeah. but um, the issue with Neto was he got injured after the game against Newcastle, said, Oh, I'll only be out for two weeks, which put him up yeah. to the international break, and he's still not back, so um. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great to have him back, but I don't want to rush him back, if you know what I mean. I think it was a hamstring issue. Uh, but we've still got capable players. We've got a French guy, Belgard, who, who got a great assist for the game in the game against Fulham. Pablo Sarabia as well, who's a capable player, um, came off the, the bench against Spurs and completely changed that game. So we've got some quality players. And it's just up to Gary O'Neill to decide who, who deserves to start if Neto is not fit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, from a Wolves point of view, then looking at Burnley, do you think this is the worst possible time to play us coming off the back of that that five nil victory of Sheffield United? Now, obviously, I have said on several full time reactions and stuff like how good we were, but I'm also trying to keep my feet on the ground in the fact that it's <laughs> only Sheffield United, and I mean that with the greatest of respect. But having watching them, watched them just a couple of days ago, they were pretty poor. But obviously. Regardless of the opponent, it gives us a bit of confidence that we can go into this game now that we necessarily didn't have at any point this season before. Yeah, it, it, it'll be you know a tough game. I think Burnley now, the fact that you've scored five goals in a single Premier League game as well, 
they they're going to be up for it and there's going to be a lot more confidence in that Burnley camp than than what there was you know this time uh, last week. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at Sheffield United; their only win of the season was against us as well. Typically, uh, was it, yeah, like it said, was, that, wasn't it? <laughs> that 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 was away from home for us. I mean, that, like I said earlier, that away form has been atrocious. But at home, I am confident. Um, but you know, it, it it will be a difficult time to to face Burnley. You know, it's the fact that you scored, like I said, five goals. Um, you're scoring an okay amount of goals. You're just conceding too many. So yeah, I think it could be. It'll be a very interesting game. I think. Uh, on, on tomorrow, I'm really, I think Wolves fans will be quite going into it confidently. But at the back of our minds, I think you're thinking, you know, for a team to come off a, the back of a five nil win, they, they're going to be up for this game. Yeah, well, from a Burnley fan point of view, I am now looking at this game, not not with with confidence, but with you know more confidence than I would have done. I'm thinking, yeah, we yeah. can get something there. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't look at it and say if it's two 0 Wolves, but that's a disgrace because obviously you are a good side and, and you've shown that this season. But I am now looking at that and thinking, we could actually do something. And that's the confidence that that gives you. And obviously, the players will, will have the same mindset. Um, but you mentioned there as well, like, it's it's good to see us, uh, you know, we've scored quite a few. And obviously, we, we scored five in the Premier League. That's the first time we've ever scored five goals um, in the Premier League, according to a stat. I've got, oh, sorry, at Turf Moor, but I can't see us doing it away from home. <laughs> um so the last time we did it in the top flight was against Forest, actually, um, in 1970. So, yeah, hopefully the players can go into it with a bit of confidence. Um, I'm not sure how much of Burnley you've seen this season. Uh, and I don't always like asking this question because it puts people on the spot. And I remember when people ask it me sometimes, I think, oh, shit, my mind's blank. I have to quit the search of <laughs> players. Um, but is there any Burnley players that have stood out for you this season so far? Um, yeah, if I'm honest, I've not watched it to this year as a whole. I've, I've not watched it, might be because of the whole VAR thing. I've not really watched much Premier League football at all or try and keep my you know keep myself out of it to be fair. But I mean, I'm just looking at your goal scorers from from uh Saturday. I think obviously, I know of Jay Rodriguez and know of Josh Brownhill, the other three lads. I'm not sure if I've heard of before to be honest. So, yeah. um, but no, I mean. You absolutely smashed Chef, uh, Sheffield United. Obviously, keeping kept a lot of the ball, had a good amount of attempts on goal. Um, I was like Sander Burge was always a good player. I think he was always one. I don't know how he's obviously started off for, for Burnley so far this season. Yeah. Um, but when he was in the Premier League that first time with Sheffield United, there was a lot of Wolves fans that, that liked him. I think obviously he slowed down a little bit uh, at his time at Sheffield United, but um, I, I, and Josh Brownhill, we we were linked with him a couple of times as well. So yeah, quite a few. I think were, yeah. yeah, there's capable players there, and uh, I think, like I said, I think it'll be a tricky tricky test for Wolves uh, tomorrow. Yeah, well, Luca Colliosho is a standout one for me. He, he he did get one of the goals against Sheffield United. He will run it. He's the one that you'll look at and think, oh Jesus, this guy's good because he's probably the only one that will try and make things happen. Like mm. Sander Berg has been fantastic and he ran the show against Sheffield United and Josh Brown has been brilliant as well. Since we've kind of changed the midfield and changed the system, they've been the two better midfielders for us so that they have been the two in the middle that are running it. So if we can get hold of the ball in midfield and get the ball out to the wingers, in um, Luca Colliosho and probably Brune Larson, who also got a goal on Saturday, uh, then yeah, you, you, I think I think you'll like the look of Colliosho. He's, he's a very very good player. Um, but I do like to ask people's opinions on Burnley, not necessarily the prediction for the season. We'll get into that in a second. But obviously, since since we last played, it's a very different Burnley. Obviously, got relegated from the Premier League under Sean. Da well, 
just 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 got rid of Shaw Dice, they got relegated, mm-hmm. but still the same style of football. And obviously now we've been down to the championship, completely changed the ethos, completely changed the style, and now we're trying to do it in the Premier League. So far, it's not worked, but the signs are there that it might be working. Not just the result on Saturday, um, but you know we have been better performances the last three or four games, really. Uh, we just haven't got the results until Saturday. But what are your thoughts on, on Burnley and the way that they've changed things and what they've tried to do? I think, you know, obviously... For Vincent Company, it it was a good move, and I think you know that Burnley team. Obviously, you would have wanted them to to get promoted straight away uh, last season, but I think even Burnley fans would have been surprised with how well you know and how well they did in the Championship and just yeah. pretty much dominated and did did really well. Um, there were, I'm always cautious when sort of the press and fans put almost quite a lot of pressure on Burnley, just expecting, yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be, you know, they do well in the championship. They'll do fine. But obviously it's been a slow start for you guys. And I think that is adjusting to life um, in in the Premier League in terms of system and and, and so on. I think, you know, you look at it, even with that Everton points deduction, I think it's still going to be tough. But if Burnley can still keep getting big results against your likes of Sheffield United, I'm not sure if you played Luton yet, if you start beating the teams like Luton as well. Yeah. so they're, they're, the, they're the big results of Burnley. They've just got to keep going down those results. But it's good. It's it's good that company wants to, you know, has joined and wants to play football. I've not really seen Burnley properly uh, since he took over. So that's, again, it will be interesting for me to see tomorrow at Molyneux the style of playing and what how he, how he sets up, especially away from home. But I think you've got a chance, definitely got a chance. You've just got to try and get some consistency, really. Yeah, I think the problem is with the start of the season, the games are out pretty fast. And now, like mm. I just said, we, we have got better and we are showing signs of a team that can stay up now if we put a run together because um, we have played better, like I said, but the results haven't been there until the weekend. We now need to capitalise on this because we play yourselves, then Brighton, who, you know, they're a good side, but, you know, I think I think they play Marseille the week before or the week after. Yeah. And, you know, people like Sheffield United have got results off them. So if they can, then the, the thought process is now is that we can. And then we've got Fulham coming up as well. Not long after that. So if we like beat Sheffield United 5-0, then we get beat against yourselves, beat against Fulham, beating against Brighton. It's just a case of we're back to square one then. Like, what's yeah, the yeah. point of the 5-0 win, really? So we need to make it count now. Um, but what sort of game are you expecting then at Molyneux? Not necessarily a prediction, we'll get into that in a second, but how are you expecting like yourselves to, to to line up in terms of system and players and how are you expecting to take the game to Burnley? I think Wolves will start with the the sort of five at the back again, or sort of probably like a three-four-three formation, really. And It'll be um, sort of, I say good thing, but for us against Arsenal, obviously we lost that game, but we had a, a couple of players out suspended. We had a couple of players out injured. Mario Lamina and Jao Gomez are two starting midfielders normally for us. We're both suspended for that game at Arsenal. Um, so I would assume they'll come straight back in. So they'll be fresh, they'll be fit. And I think that'll be quite interesting, that midfield battle, like I mentioned earlier, Sander Berger and... Um, uh, Josh Brown will both play. I think you know there's got a lot of quality in that midfield, and that could be where the game is sort of won and lost. Um, but Wolves will rely a lot still on the pace and the you know the the power of the sort of front three, and it it will be interesting to see how Burnley line up because if Burnley, I'm not going to say they will, but if Burnley do have a low block at times throughout the game, Wolves may struggle to to break that down, but. Now we've been to company, he'll probably want to try and play a little bit of football himself and and you know give Burnley a chance of winning the game. So um really unsure, really unsure on 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 how it will pan out because it could go either way. I think Burnley will be you know high off that win at Sheffield United and come and really shock Wolves, depending on how they start. The key for Wolves is to sit tight for the first 15, 20 minutes or so, make sure they don't concede an early goal again because that could make it a really frustrating evening again. I'm all in you. 
Yeah, well, um, we were quite worried um, after 15 seconds, to be honest with you, after the Sheffield United game, because we have lost so many points from winning positions. Like we went one the up against West Ham, obviously lost, went one the up mm. against Bournemouth, lost. Um, there's other examples in there as well. Um, you know, obviously losing so many. So if, if we do get an early goal, don't write Wolves off. That's all I'm saying. However, um, we obviously are a bit of confidence now and, and thinking that we might be able to get something from this game. But what's your prediction, mate, in terms of results? I think both teams will score. Uh, Wolves, I don't think, have kept many clean sheets at all this season, uh, but we are scoring a lot of goals. Um, so I, I think I, I do. I will back Wolves just purely because of how, how good we've been at home. I think it'd be a 2-1 Wolves win, but it, I, I, I certainly would be surprised if Burnley do get something out of the game. Uh, it might be a 1-1 draw, uh, but I think Wolves should just have enough to edge it 2-1. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think when I did the full-time show yesterday... Um, Obviously, still quite excited um, from the um, from the Sheffield United win. <clears throat> I did predict a one 0 Burnley win, um, but I think with my feet firmly planted on the ground, I think one one. I'll take one one. I, I do agree. I think both teams will score, and a lot of people will say, and I agree that the defence looked good against Sheffield United, but they didn't really mm. put us under much pressure. And I have since back watched a couple of vlogs from uh, the likes of Jacob Bradley and a couple of Sheffield United lads, and Sheffield United actually had some chances. They just didn't put them away. Um, so if, if if we are conceding these chances to you know some of the players that you mentioned earlier in the show, then we might we might we might concede. And I do think Wolves are careful, but I'll, I'll take a draw there. Long now, take a draw here, take a draw at Brighton, um, and then you know it, just win one of them. Just win one of them. I'll be happy with that because that's obviously more points. And then hopefully win win against Fulham because we've got Liverpool sandwiched uh, in between that. Have we? No, Liverpool's after. Um, but anyway, I, I'll, I'll take a draw. So my prediction is 1-1. One, one. Uh, before we do go though, Dave, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you, where they can digest your content? Yeah, so it's at Talking Wolves uh, across all socials really. So yeah, on the YouTube, do preview shows. You'll be jumping on our preview shortly. Um, match reactions. So if you want to see my thoughts on the game, whether it's a Burnley win or, or loss to, or even a draw tomorrow, and then we'll have a fans react as well. So we get quite a few fans jump on and just give their thoughts after the game. But yeah, uh, Talking Wolves on YouTube and all of the socials. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries, mate. Uh, I do urge everybody to go and check out that channel. It's probably one of the best ones out there and one of the ones that I do thank look you. at for inspiration. Um, so, <laughs> Dave, thank you for coming on. I'm sure I'll see you later you in the believe. season. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. Yeah. Nice one, mate. Appreciate it. Good luck for the season, but obviously after tomorrow. Yeah, no problem, mate. Thanks for having me on. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.